This is Vermont Edition. I'm Jane Lindholm. Vermont Gas Systems has announced that its long-planned, long-argued-over natural gas pipeline through Addison County is now in operation. The 41-mile Addison Natural Gas Project from South Burlington to Middlebury now has gas flowing through it to customers. Four commercial customers are connected right now, but Vermont Gas projects that 4,000 residential and commercial customers will eventually be served in parts of Addison County. But even as gas service is flowing, questions about the pipeline project itself continue. VPR reporter Taylor Dobbs has covered the legal, financial, and environmental controversies that have surrounded the Addison Natural Gas Project. And he joins us now to put together all the pieces of this long story. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Jane. It was actually late December of 2013 when the Public Service Board approved a plan by Vermont Gas Systems to build this gas pipeline from South Burlington to Middlebury. What was the scope of the project that the PSB approved? So it actually, in some ways, is kind of far from where it ended up. This project was initially known as Phase 1. It was estimated to be an $87 million system expansion, 41 miles long, down into the Middlebury area, like you said. And it was just going to extend their existing network, which is in Franklin and Chittenden counties, down into Addison County. So that's phase one. There were also phases two and three, and they were being planned at the same time that the PSB gave approval for phase one. What did phase two and three look like? So this was all part of kind of a bigger plan to bring natural gas down to the Rutland area. Uh, And they were saying that, you know, that will bring uh, natural gas to a big energy market, save uh, environmental outputs from heating oil, that sort of thing. And so, to customers who were saying they really wanted this service it, in Rutland. That's right. And the, the uh, Rutland mayor, Chris Loris, at the time was also enthusiastic about this. Um, so phase two, though, was filed with the Public Service Board. So they were uh, asking for permission to build this thing. It was going to be a $64 million pipeline under Lake Champlain to a mill owned by International Paper in Ticonderoga, New York. And so they were going to do that, and International Paper was going to shoulder much of the cost and also pay for natural gas after that. And that money was going to help fund the Phase 3 expansion down into Rutland. But I should note that Phase 3 was never filed with the Public Service Board. And there were two cost overruns with that Phase 2 under Lake Champlain. It started out as a $64 million plan, and it rose to $105 million. At that point, International Paper said, we don't want to pay this much for this. So uh, they backed out of the deal, and Vermont Gas soon thereafter told the Public Service Board that they weren't going to go forward. Because without the International Paper deal, they couldn't finance Phase 3, the the pipeline down to Rutland. So essentially, both of those were canceled. Right. So as soon as International Paper backed out, the larger plan fell away, and it really became a one-phase pipeline down to the Middlebury area. All right. So going back to phase one, the the phase of the pipeline that was approved by the PSB and in fact is now operating, there were some major points of opposition all the way through. Can you t- tick them off for us? Yeah, it was. Uh, there was sort of a multifaceted opposition to this um, with different sets of concerns. One of them was environmental concerns. We heard a lot of these from Rising Tide Vermont and 350 Vermont. They were saying it's not a good idea right now to be investing in new fossil fuel infrastructure. And they added to their concerns that some of this natural gas uses the hydraulic fracturing or fracking process. And uh, that's considered harmful in local areas. Um, And so there were also concerns from surrounding landowners who were just concerned about a natural gas pipeline being near their home, worried about safety issues and that sort of thing. And that group 
kind of grew into the group that challenged uh, the company's permission to build under a Heinsberg Park, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And then the final piece of resistance was uh, it came from AARP was sort of leading the charge and saying Vermont Gas is offering all these financial benefits to the state of Vermont when they pitched this pipeline. But AARP was saying those benefits are overstated and the economic impact is not going to be as good as Vermont Gas says. Talking to uh, VPR reporter Taylor Dobbs right now, we're learning or remembering uh, all of the twists and turns in this pipeline project that is now operational to bring natural gas down to the Middlebury area. Uh, Vermont Gas Systems announcing yesterday that gas is flowing through the pipeline to four commercial customers so far. Taylor, opposition uh, was persistent and frequent protests certainly kept kept this story in the headlines. But the problems that actually threatened to derail the project were more of the legal and financial type. Yeah, that's right. Um, So the financial issues began somewhat early uh, after the approval came. They started, uh, you know, putting together the final plan and then actually on the ground building the thing. And it quickly became apparent that they were not going to be able to build it for $86 million. Uh, They had a set of, I believe it was three cost overruns. They started with an $87 million approved project, and it ended up at $166 million is the current um, price tag. And so that's a 91% increase. And throughout that, that was a regulatory threat to the pipeline because every time that happened, or two of the times that happened, I should say, the public service board stepped in and said, hey, we want to make sure that this project still closely enough resembles the plan that we approved in 2013. And both times they found that it it does. Uh, so it didn't end up derailing it from a regulatory standpoint, but that was a threat. And then land rights, it's a 41-mile pipeline down the western side of Vermont. That is a lot of parcels of land. So it's probably predictable that uh, getting permission to build through every single parcel along that route was tricky for Vermont Gas. How does a 91% cost overrun still fall within the original parameters that the Public Service Board approved? Well, that was uh, the decision of the Public Service Board. They were really, um, I mean, the essence of the certificate of public good, which is what uh, allows Vermont Gas or anyone else to build a project like this, is that it is worthwhile for the state. It's going to bring benefits, and those include economic benefits. And so as the price tag grows, they were sort of looking to see is this still likely to bring an economic benefit or is it are the costs simply outweighing those benefits too much? And they decided ultimately that it looks like it still will be a benefit. You know, it was a little bit of a surprise to hear that the pipeline was operational because you mentioned this uh, wetland and park in Heinsburg to Prague's Park. And Vermont Gas confirmed to us this morning that the pipe that run, runs under the park is connected and gas is flowing through it. But that company's ability to use that particular parcel of land is still the subject of a case that's before the Vermont Supreme Court. What What's happening? That's right. And I called the uh, opposition attorney Jim Dumont about this this morning because it is a little bit confusing that there's a pending decision, but uh, the work's already done. And he said that this kind of thing happens a lot where a pending appeal is still ongoing while a company finishes a project. And legally, the the reasoning is that the company has taken a risk by uh, building during the appeal process. And so if the appeal doesn't go their way, then uh, they have to shoulder the cost of that. On the other hand, um, you know, then they have to deal with the issue of pipeline being underneath the park. And so what Jim Dumont said about that is that it's likely that they would make Vermont Gas stop 
sending gas through that pipeline, and that would eliminate the possibility that they would have to come in and do maintenance, which is the big concern from the opponents that are worried about the park. Phew, I thought this story was over. Apparently not. (laughs) VPR's Taylor Dobbs. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you. Um, That is a recap of just the major turning points in this three-year story of the Vermont gas pipeline. I encourage you to go to VPR.net, spend some time in the interactive timeline we've created that really dives into the details and connects you to the reporting.